Hello, I'm Raymond. I'm Kim. I'm Will. And you're listening to The Crusading Couch! Today, we're talking about uh, letting go uh, and detachment in role-playing games. Uh, Specifically, we're going to be focusing on uh, letting go of characters uh, and letting go of campaigns. Uh, And I'm hoping that will generate some interesting dialogue. Or I could just be talking about the fact that uh, you shouldn't be a whingy bitch. So we already know that Kim's going to be presenting a very nuanced uh, argument. Disclaimer, we in no way advocate letting go of this podcast. Hold on yeah, to it. Yeah, hold, hold on, on to, to it, it tightly. Exactly. <laughs> this is neither a character nor campaign. So, exactly. Uh, also, before we start, do any of us here get emotionally attached to characters? I mean, I do, yeah. but I don't get attached to it in the way that other players in our group do. I don't I'm not get. A whingy bitch. I don't get to a point where. <laughs> and so the nuance. This is, is going to be annoying, isn't it? It's going to stop very quickly. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't get to a point where I'm concerned for the pl- character's safety, except when that is warranted. Like I'm not. Uh, I don't worry about what the GM is going to do to my character uh, with their story. Uh, I trust them to uh, know what they're doing. I guess that I'm in a very similar boat, but uh, not through through something that we were talking about last time. No, actually not through something that we were talking about last time. But something something we have talked about? That that, that, that we probably have alluded to, which is uh, the lack of realistic chance of death in a lot of campaigns that we play in. Well, that you've played in. That I've played in in our role-playing group. I've died a lot in role-playing games. Sometimes of my uh, own choosing and orchestration, which we will talk about later. Yeah, because I just thought, because if we're all... There's a degree of bias if all of us are... Oh, well, so I understand that attachment. Something that I will also touch on is... um, talking about so you'll often hear this argument of and it's actually often used in an, as an argument against immortality uh, hello ladies watching all of your uh, and the argument there is watching all your friends die like uh, you, you get attached to a character like oh I don't want to have to start a new one and go through all of that heartache again it's used you don't use that argument with pets when your pet dies you don't go I'll never have another pet again actually you do. Well, not that often. Lots of people do. Well, lots. I've never encountered it. Okay. So there lots you go. Of people do actually do that. They wow. Go, for about six months, three to six months, they go, I will never have another pet. Yeah, but then they get another pet. Then they get another pet. That's my point. Yeah. Like, they don't use that argument. Um, anyway. It's more a thing to do, but, like, pets as a lesson in uh, moving on with your life and why... Uh, and forming new connections and why that's important. It's less a focus on in this particular thing, but it's something to consider. Billy's like, I don't understand where the <laughs> fuck you're going like, with this. this. This argument is not watertight, but okay. It's not really an argument. It's just a sort of a Example, food for like, thought thing. Like, yeah, anyway. I mean, we're going to be talking about a lot about the death of characters and the ending of campaigns, but the thought that just occurred to me is that letting go... 
this more relates to campaigns. So, like, you've got a specific character in a specific campaign, and maybe you love the character, and maybe you love the campaign. Maybe you love them both together, but maybe you love the character more. Just because the campaign is ending doesn't necessarily signify the end of the character. Yeah. There is a great potential that I don't see realised very often of transporting characters from previous campaigns into new campaigns in the same world. Well... My understanding is that happened a lot early on in our role playing before I really joined. Like, yeah, wasn't um, was some people uh, in our Pathfinder campaign were playing characters from a previous edition and setting. Yeah, right. So, and they were the same characters. They had the same names, and they were the same classes. The builds had been tweaked a little, but they were the same characters. Although, to my understanding, and I'll probably be corrected in the comments, that was in part due because they only had like one or two runs okay. uh, in the original game before the Pathfinder where we joined. So Fair they enough. Just went, we'll move our characters over. I could be wrong. I just someone yeah depending on your edition transition it like yeah. m- might have been more work than just starting from scratch. I also want to say like back when you were talking about the getting worried about going through heartbreak from like having family members and things for your characters and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's a good like, point. Like I just want to quickly put in that I think it is a lesser skilled uh, storyteller or DM that will use. Uh, characters relations just primarily as emotional fodder like just go here is a I should clarify here like I'm just talking about going uh, alright I know X has partner Y so as an easy and quick way to get an emotional response I kill partner Y yeah so that's not a very uh, nuanced approach to storytelling but you can't there are other ways to uh, generate that kind of emotional response uh, without killing the character. Like, you mm-hmm. can get a, get a lot of emotion out of play, players' um, relationships and NPC connections that they themselves have generated, so by having family and stuff like that for their character, without killing them, or even without putting them in harm. Like, you can just, uh, like, direct harm from any of the villains or anything like that. It might be... Your characters might be... Uh, fighting a criminal syndicate in space to keep on topic for what we're recording later on uh, and like their daughter might call them in the middle of a gunfight and be like oh dad my boyfriend's broken up with me and I'm really heartbroken about it and I'm torn up and it's like now they've got well I'm torn up too by bullets and now you've introduced an emotional uh, an emotional story uh that is relatable to pretty much everyone, um, really, because that and you, yeah, yeah. So that's what. Another be- thing that I want to talk about later on a point is that the non-fantastical is not necessarily boring, which yeah. is a problem we have in our role-playing circle. Everyone wants so to like, be. In summary, yeah. Raymond's argument that he just made yeah. is that in order to elicit an emotional response, you don't need GM just... does not have to George R. R. Martin it. Yes. Yes. You, there is. There is. There is. Scott, by all means. There's not just happy fucking yeah. flower yeah. fields. That doesn't mean and chronic yeah. death. you can kill characters, but if you're just looking as a storyteller at your players. And going, how can I get them to be angsty? As a cheap source of emotion, then you really need to reconsider. This is more about emotional responses and letting go of NPCs and stuff like that. Like, what... When... What are the... 
key features that I'm going to ask this. I'm actually going to ask yeah. this of each of you, Raymond. Yeah. What are the key features that you look in either a character or a campaign for when it is time to die or end? I guess both. To end, yeah. Um, that's the like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, as the a character doesn't necessarily need to die, but stop using that character. Stop for, using that character for a, in this for a, for a character. Whatever. It might be. Um, a lot of the times, it's you're no longer enjoying playing the character. Um, that's not really a prime example for me, uh, but I know that for other people. Um, normally, my deaths have not been because I wasn't enjoying playing the character. But, that's is a, but that is a point, point to bring up. We'll revisit that Indeed. Um, but one that's come up for me is it's felt like uh, the natural uh, evolution of the story or uh, it's been fitting uh, to the story uh, or climactic or thematic um, for a character. Um, I don't know. I could talk about Tanae right now. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty fitting. Um... I had a character that I was quite enjoyed playing, a Aztec warrior, uh, and he'd gone on this arc where he'd gone from out—not uh, outsider, but outlying sort of hermit uh, warrior trainer—to uh, who was kind of cautiously approached by other members of his faction to basically being the head of the organisation and then I discussed with the storyteller about, and to be fair I thought that it was going to be the last uh, yeah. campaign uh, in this world I approached the storyteller and said I w if, uh, if it fits with your story I'm willing to have my character die at the end of it as a cataclysm, uh, and that's because a cataclysm, as a climax uh, because personally, I quite enjoy uh, brave heroic sacrifice. Uh, it's one of the few things that get me, gets me teary in shows and whatnot. So I, I planned out uh, my character's death uh, uh, in broad strokes, uh, and then let Billy, who was the GM for this, I then let him define and uh, put the constraints onto how I was going to die, and it let me make some interesting uh, choices at the end. It let me be. Uh, really over the top uh, and without fear uh, in terms of how I was going to approach the yeah, final yeah, battle yeah. that we got to. Um, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, that's an example of I planned out a death. As for campaigns, um, I don't like starting a campaign unless I know what the end is going to be, either knowing, setting down an end date, which is what I've been doing lately, or setting down an end confrontation so or climactic player, point. No, this is both? this is character because he. Uh, this is a story. This mm -hmm. is campaign, which yeah. is what Kim asked me. He asked me yeah, campaign you, and, you, and you, character. You GMing it, yeah. Well, for a GM, it's for for other people, it's never really been a problem. Like it's either been, it's just going to keep fucking going. In which case, I know it's time to end when I'm resenting the game, uh, yeah. I'm not enjoying it anymore, I'm just grinding through it, or it has been ended in a perfectly fine way before I even got bored with it. Uh, like before I even got that feeling of, oh, this would be a good time to end it, it just ended. Uh, a 
appropriately. Yeah, There's right. an excellent example in that there is a game I didn't play in but I heard a lot of where it started off and was really popular at the start uh, and then reached an end point uh, but the storyteller then decided to continue it uh, after that and I that don't even game know which one this is. Uh, eventually went on to become farther than where yet. Yeah, heavily right. disliked by everyone involved and just this train wreck of an ongoing thing that everyone was not having fun with. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I, I know what Gabe Billy's talking about now. I didn't even realise how much I was disliking it until we added a new player to it and that player I would be the one driving them home and we'd be driving home and it was like, after the first one it was just us two complaining about it and I'm like oh my god I didn't realise how much I was hating yeah. that game so because I don't know if there's much point banning about vagaries uh, Jeremy if you're listening you should have ended vampires when you were going to end it I don't even remember when it was meant to end I just it remember fairly it early going on, on forever and then Xander and Caitlin were pretty keen for it to keep going uh, feel free to correct me guys I mean that game certainly went on too long yeah. But that is, that is to me the, from what I saw, the pinnacle example of if you keep a game going just because uh, people are keen or you don't really want to let go of it or for whatever reason, like, the whole thing suffers. And it gets to a point where people are just like, I wish this had ended. Yeah. If you think about a lot of other, <clears throat> like, the great games, not just role-playing games, but any, any, like, not just, sorry, tabletop role-playing games, but if you think about, like, computer RPGs, or if you think about, yeah, uh, even just, like, good board games that we like playing, you always want to keep playing it because it wasn't quite yeah, enough. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's and it. And you don't want to push that too far because then you end up resenting it and it's not a good, me- it's not a grand memory yeah. anymore. Yeah. It might just be like a, that was a lot of fun when it was fun, but yeah. now it's not. Always Rather than being like yeah. the, oh, I wish we could have done that. And that's the feeling, frustrating as though it is, is that you want when a campaign ends because you want to feel like you yeah. want more, but um, you know that you shouldn't yeah. have too much of the forbidden fruit. I'm not inclined to uh, bring up, like, hard rules of writing fiction because I think any, like, hard rule in creative pursuits is kind of completely subjective despite what other people only might think only the Sith deal in absolutes which isn't that in itself an absolute <laughs> um, but whatever do or do not <laughs> there is no try new, new, new canon all Jedi are actual fact Sith so wouldn't that be fun yeah uh, <laughs> it was all just a secret Sith plot Anyway, um, yeah, uh, without going into hard rules, it's really good to um, end some uh, end a game or a story uh, in at least in this sort of context, like almost like just at that point, like maybe the story could be eleven hours long, but you ended at ten hours. Uh, and then it's like, oh, that was great. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not true for all media. Like, I can think of plenty of things where that's not going to work. I out. mean, it's a bit of a balancing act yeah. because... Like with all things in role-playing, yeah. it's like, what works because for you? Because when you're role-playing, so it just relates to letting go, is you want to let go of the game at a point where the players... Uh, everyone is satisfied yeah. with what they've got, but still are in that, as Kim uh, talked about... Still craving that, yeah, more. They, they, want, they would like to play more. 
But you, you can't, you don't, I wouldn't advise ending too early to try and generate that. Oh, I, I, when I said, when I was, yeah. like, in that example where I'm using time, I'm using that like in a loosey goosey nebulous yeah don't cut it purposefully yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. saying don't, don't i'm not saying don't keep it to 10 hours or keep it to six hours or whatever or end your games an hour early to create suspense i'm using that in the same way that uh like how when you hear oh if you were looking at the universe as a timeline yeah, yeah, then it's yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, the yeah, fifth yeah, minute there, before there, new yeah, years there is a time continuum that we're talking about yeah. here and it might be 30 centimeters long like you can use any yeah i could have used distance want. rather than time you i could use volume. There are fucking 18 hexagons. End it at 17. Ended, like it doesn't yeah, matter what yeah. you use. Pentagons even. Pentagons. Maybe maybe balbuses. Yeah, balbuses. That'll be relevant when you, tomorrow. Uh, if you listen to the, to the thing that we're If you listen later. to a cop's phase, you'll know what the fuck we're talking about. Shameless plug for our, our other things it's, that we do. It's not even... Shameless. No, it is, it's shameless. <laughs> Let's go watch Shameless. Anyway, um, right. yeah, I don't know. Really? So, yeah, my yeah. one is very similar. The, 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 the questions is very the, similar. How do you know? How do you know? Yeah, not the same as Raymond. And there comes to, and this is mainly relating to the campaign. Is there comes to a point where you've explored the story, uh, you've done the thing, you've achieved what you set out to achieve, and any extension beyond that is just pointless okay what about you Kim um well I just got a comment to make on Billy's thing so do you think that applies to what we're actually going to be doing later with a cop's face because it doesn't really have a defined story okay so, so you kind of said so because because with this I think that like there are campaigns that exist out there as we're going to find out where it's actually about it about exploring the world with your characters like I was yeah. explaining to Raymond the other day about good fictional writing yeah, and good yeah. character you should use development and character creation and the uh, the idea behind that is that you can imagine your character in any scenario so your character's morals ideas ways of like behavioral traits are so well outlined that you can imagine a hardcore space nazi syndicate leader at nazi syndicate yeah oh God. at a six-year-old's birthday party and you know exactly instantly you how, how how they would react. Yeah. yeah. To, to even though they would never be in that scenario. Even though, yeah. like, it's not just like your character is not just a uh, a situational demon that that it, that only has the psychological equipment to deal with situations that they would actually find themselves in. You can imagine that character in any situation that you can possibly come up with, like shooting a porn video or something like yeah. that, like yeah. whatever. That so, so what do you think about the well, so idea of, in, of inhabiting a character, inhabiting a world, and not necessarily having like? I mean, a, I have a response a to this, but I'll wait for Billy. I think even then, uh, it's a lot more nebulous, but there will eventually come a point where I've got a good way of describing this. Set out what you intended to do. Like okay. you set out to explore. You've done all this stuff, and there will come. A point people are like, yeah, we're actually pretty happy with what we've achieved. So a good way of um, thinking about this is something... I'm going to use terminology borrowed from uh, RPPR, but I'm going to link it to some other stuff. Um, you, c If it's a game where you're exploring a world, uh, if like if that is the theme, but not necessarily the goal of the game, so like if 
you're, the goal is where adventure is where adventuring, but the themes are you're in this, this sandbox exploring. Um, you, I would break it up into tiers or groupings. So if you're exploring a fantasy world, we're in this country or this yeah. region, and then when we get to that end of that, we'll have a, we'll either have a break or we'll transition to something else. You can play the same characters or not. I'm recording at the moment. Uh, sorry, somebody was knocking on my door. Um, the other uh, the other thing is, if you were doing Eclipse Phase, you'd break it up into tiers like RPPR did. They had Venus tier, which was a whole bunch of stuff to do with Venus. Then they went to Lunar tier, then Mars... Actually, I don't think they did a Mars tier, but... You get the idea. You break it up into locations for that sort of thing. Which relates to what I originally said to Kimmy, that there are natural endpoints. Yeah, there are natural endpoints. Like, yeah. when you get... With an adventuring story, you'll get to a point where your players have to, like, cross an ocean or something, and that'll be... It's like, well, that's going to be, like, a four-month journey. That would be a good time for a break. Uh, unless you decide not to, in which case, whatever. It's your story. Um, it kind of links to something that I've been doing recently, and I will link this back to our Eclipse Phase campaign, which you brought up a second ago, but didn't really frame into your question. You sort of had it about to be framed in the question. It's oh, like, okay. Um, I've been doing my campaigns lately. I've been doing, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, and you would have seen it on the site. I've been talking about, I've, I do seasons now. I do, so I did 10 runs of... Uh, wild talents. I'm going to do 10 to 12 runs of better angels. Uh, I will do a year of Pendragon. So uh, you do block campaigns. Indeed. Um, I, I call them seasons, but Billy apparently wants to call them blocks, which is fine. Uh, so I that's how I divide. And then at the end of that, at the end of the wild talents game, we laid out some stuff that we'd be dealing with in the next season of it, set that up, and then ended. And all the players uh, could play their same characters, or they could play new ones. It could be in the uh, it could fo it could follow directly on, or it could be a few years down the track. It's sort of a transitional. With the eclipse phase game, each run is essentially a campaign. A cop's face. Yeah, yeah, sorry, a cop's face. Because it's a... We're doing... Can, it's like a, a string of one-shots. We've talked about it before as sort of being like the Sharp movie series or like the James Bond movie series. Each one of those is a contained story and then the next one is a contained story. They're using the same characters and... Indeed. Yeah, partially using the same mentali mentalities that have been developed in previous episodes. Exactly. Like but that. you don't need to have seen... <laughs> any other James Bond movie to watch any other James Bond movie. Um, less so with Sharp. Yeah, but it helps to understand some of the backstory yeah. with that kind of thing. Uh, Which it will probably actually help here, so this is more... This leans more towards... Like a Sharp yeah. or a Hornblower type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, because because what, listening to the previous episodes... Yeah, like you'll uh, get more out of it and you'll be able to follow easier, but you would still be able to enjoy it if you didn't. Yeah. Uh, this is something I just thought of, but is, I think is an interesting issue. Yeah. So, with the letting go, yeah. this relates more to campaigns. What happens when you get a campaign uh, and some individuals are happy to let go of that or want to finish it, but others don't? And you have a conflict well, between letting go or I mean, holding the, on. I am naturally 
I, it has recently been revealed to me by somebody in this room, Kim, that I am naturally predisposed to co trying to find compromises. And that would be my first uh, uh, thing. I'd be like, well, if some of you want to leave, leave. But I'm guessing in your example, because I am familiar with the example, uh, it's a situation where if the what people that wanted to leave left, you wouldn't be able to continue. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, I think... For plot reasons. Yeah. I think it's more... Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was also, like not enough players or whatever um, but yeah in that scenario I think it's I think the people that don't want to play kind of trying to persuade them to stay and force them to stay is more likely to ruin your game than if you just tried to find a nice end, end point, point. Um, if you yeah like forcing people to play in games that they don't want to play they'll just start showing up and trying to fuck shit up. They'll yeah. be like, I'm going to see how much I can ruin the GM's plans uh, and still have this world not unravel. I'm going to turn everyone in the city into vampires uh, and see who the fuck tries to stop me. If I get shot, I get shot. And then I'm dead and then I will just not make a new character. Oh, I had a gem. Yeah, now it's gone. You lost your gem, don't Lo you? Um, losing interest in a campaign is one of the ultimate ways of being able to let go of your character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also really important to know when to let go because people, like, if once you, if you reach that point where you want to let go of the character but you don't for whatever reason, like, it then becomes... If you're just you might end up, up resenting your character. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, it will affect everyone else yeah. as well. Because if you turn up and you sort of wish you had a new character or didn't want to be in the game, then it spreads yeah. to... Uh, like it, it's easy to tell when someone doesn't want to be there. I think um, letting go of a character as well also speaks to being willing to accept changes to the format and composure of your game. Um, like, we had in the Wild Talents game, Liam's character, Vulcan, died. Uh, and that was actually completely random because I had to keep scaling up uh, the damage that my NPC enemies were dealing to him because I wasn't presenting enough of a challenge due to his superpowers. He had armor that was stopping me from, like, presenting any challenge to him. He could just walk through gunfire. So I uh, kept scaling it up, and it got to a point where I was actually presenting a serious threat, uh, and I actually managed to kill his character in random play. I didn't do it. It wasn't scripted. I expected him to survive the fight. There is an excellent topic for another day, dealing with situations like that, where to give a threat to one player, you risk wiping out all of the others. Yeah, anyway, that is an interesting thing. We can talk about that as well. Um... And then he played a new character, and he, his new character, like his old character was good, and so was the new one, but his new character presented different story topics to explore. And that's part of an interesting thing with letting go of your character. You open yourself up to new stories that you could tell. The downside to that as well is... And he also didn't get bent out of shape about the character yeah. dying, like... I had a, I, I had a character in a game that I really enjoyed, yeah. uh, who then died. Uh, and the circumstances of the death were also kind of balls. It was essentially yeah. 
make this save or you die. Save or die uh, can be really contentious amongst players. But the problem with that wasn't... I suppose it was a letting go issue because the player, the character I rolled up and played after that was just never as good as... or never as much fun to play mm. as the one that I had been doing previously. And I, I had, like, big plans and things I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of ended up casting, like... Not a huge shadow, but a little bit... I'm guessing this is Varial. No, no, this is... I was is... about to say, is this the one no. where you got eaten by the land shark? No, no, this yeah. is in a werewolf game I played. Oh, I okay, a, okay. Uh, yeah, my yeah, first yeah, one yeah. I was really enjoying, and then essentially... Do they even have Save or Die in World of Darkness normally? There was, like, 13 aggravated damage done to me in one hit. Wow. After I was incapable of doing anything. It was pretty shit, to be honest. But okay. anyway, uh, but it ended up casting a slight shadow, and I guess that is a letting go issue because a lot of the time I was just like, if I was in a situation where like, oh, there's something really fun I could have done yeah. with this last character, but now I have. This I point. would. I, I'm. I think that might be linked to um, this idea of. Uh, I guess it's kind of. It's not player agency, but it's near player agency in terms of concept. Uh, to do with um, things that are out of the player's control uh, in a game, which happens, like, yeah. there are plenty of those in most systems. Uh, but overuse of things uh, where it's, it's almost like scripted events, overuse of things that remove player agency or whatnot is really bad. Uh, but uh, it it means it makes your characters feel like they can't your players sorry feel like they can't affect this is the world. Super relevant because part of the issue of letting go is also how you let go. Yeah. So in my case, I had a bit of trouble letting go because I didn't really there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Essentially, whereas if I'd been in a situation where I could have been like, all right, this is a really intense fight. My character might not make it out, but I'm going to go in yeah. guns blazing. Uh, and if I die, you know, it was this like heroic stand. Then it's a different ball game rather than oh, the uh, sniper shoots you. He was there, and you know, you're dead now. Wrong yeah. character. Yeah, uh, like that there's different sense. ways to deal with those situations. It's um, <clears throat> my personal opinion that unless you lay it out with the player beforehand, you should never go into a scenario as a GM. Uh, and again, don't apply hard rules. Uh, you should never go into you should try to avoid to use proper phrasing going into a scenario with the idea in your head I am going to kill one of the players that should really not be your goal ever as a GM because then you're not helping them tell a story or even telling a story together you're telling your story and you're also now the enemy you should avoid that trope of the GM as enemy, as the thing you have to beat. I agree with the thing you have to beat completely, but there does need to be a risk of death. Oh no, risk is like yeah. having this is going to present a challenge to the players yeah. and I'm going to kill one of them. I mean, a different yeah, mindset. Sometimes we might use terminology like, I went into this run wanting to fuck you up. Doesn't yeah. mean I wanted to actually fuck yeah. you up. Yeah. It, when we say it, it actually means in previous runs, I hadn't developed monsters 
that were providing your character with enough of a challenge, and so I upscaled the damage. These monsters should present a reasonable challenge, uh, but if you handle this scenario wrong, you could die. Yeah. Is different to... I, I have I scripted someone's death. Yeah, no, clarifying language. I have scripted languages. the hidden yeah. sniper. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to shoot... I, I, had a, uh, I had a death lay, uh, lined up in one of my games. Um, yeah, we're at 30 minutes. Uh, but um, it was... That was... Uh, planned out in advance uh, like it was if this player doesn't show up I'm going to have their character die in the first few seconds as a basically a red shirt kill to present the seriousness and danger of the scenario uh, and that they didn't show up so I killed their character oh I remember that yeah it was, uh, it was Hans the super Nazi yeah the ultimate from better luck next time in no, no it was when from one when one door uh, closes another opens, opens. Fun's, yeah. Fun with wormholes. But that, yeah, all of this is quite relevant, as I said. It's yeah. how you let go sometimes. Like, part of the reason to know you, like, uh, is you had a, a very large hand in, like, how... Yeah. The method in which you let go of that character. Like, I which am excellent. prepared for him to die at the end of the season. I am super for that kind of collaboration between player yeah. and storyteller. I don't think... Going back to the questions that I asked you two guys earlier, yeah. I'll now answer them myself. Oh yeah, you need to answer those. Um, I did say you should answer them, and then we moved on. Yeah, we did, because I had to respond to yeah. Billy's... Anyway, your topic is for chumps, answer. Uh, yeah, uh, please correct me if you think that I'm wrong, and also wrong. in the comments. I don't think I've ever had a problem with letting go of a character. It's never really come up for you. Yeah, I agree with you there. But I have actually been in the opposite end of the spectrum where I've wanted to go and like remake a character because I've been pissed off with my own poor creation of that character like why did I have draconic like like my character <laughs> is not realizing the potential that I wanted to in its design the 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 mechanics of the the, the mechanics of the game that I've employed in the creation of this character are not doing what I wanted it to do for yeah. the concept yeah. of the character things like this include um Rog and Frida yeah. from Raymond's oh, Vampires yeah, yeah. campaign and I was really when I look back on that campaign I'm super unimpressed but I've talked to one of the players recently and she uh, she was like oh no I, I loved that campaign that was great Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. every part of it I'm like really? it's really badly written yeah. and it made no fucking sense and beside the point <laughs> that I had a really big issue with my vampire fucking friends like pack. but Barnabas. 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 That, but that wasn't the major issue. The major no. issue is that my character's skills yeah. were not doing what you thought I they wanted were. the character yeah. to be. Like, the character yeah. concept that I had and the way that I went about the creation of that character didn't line up. And yeah. this is really important. And then I wanted, to, I wanted yeah. the character to die. Well, it kind of happened. So... So I could make like yeah. make, make a new character or just get out of the campaign. The same thing happened, and I ended up in a scripted death with Claude Fourier. Oh yeah, my werewolf Axis. from yeah, yeah. the Axis. Oh campaign. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's back when we Kim's Kim notoriously has problems with um, scheduling in that he can't devote. He used to not be able to devote more than six weeks of. Um, one week, one day a night, one day a week, rather, play. Um, 
like it'd be like it'd be like six weeks and then it's like well now i have to go back to the rest of my life um i have found creative ways around that problem um Mainly through the introduction of one-shot campaigns. Indeed. Uh, which aren't really campaigns, they're just one-shots, which I really enjoy. Yeah. A lot of other people didn't. And it was really good because I got to enjoy new systems, I got to constantly make new characters, which is what I like doing. I like the character creation yeah. process and the realisation of that character less so. <laughs> Those raise a really important point that I want to touch on because primarily at the start we were talking about letting go from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Whereas he's referenced a mechanical dissatisfaction, which yeah. is totally valid. Which we, but as that, well. that yeah. creates yeah. an emotional response. Yeah, like indeed. I don't like my character. Yeah. But because it doesn't do this thing I that also, I really want to But I also like the the idea of the story and also. The, the story of Axis was perfectly fine in my mind. There was no problem with any of that. I just done fucked up and made the shittest character I've ever made. It was a werewolf. Partly the reason that that character probably didn't perform quite so well because he wasn't in a pack. He yeah. was the only werewolf yeah. playing with a whole yeah. bunch of other template um, yeah. World of Darkness characters. Which, I mean, I did fine. Which is not advisable. For werewolves, like yeah, I'm werewolves, not familiar with werewolves. I think werewolves gain a lot of their strength yeah. in world. Of, it probably would have been better from other werewolves. It probably would have been them, better yeah. in that situation if you'd been a uh, werewolf using the changing breeds rules. If you'd built a werewolf that way, yeah, maybe yeah. because then you wouldn't have been a forsaken. You would have been random dog shifter guy. Yeah, but it's still. Uh, it, it, it's still a mechanical issue that I had an issue with. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I'm just talking. I'm just talking future reference. If you're going to play New Water Darkness First Edition as a werewolf on yeah. your own, yeah, maybe right. build it. Maybe <laughs> build your werewolf using the changing breeds rules instead, and you'll also have more options in terms of what you can do. Yeah, but it's bit it's, of GM, be a bit of player advice. There you go. Today's hot tip. That's that's cups. the that's the hot tip. Just the hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> the tippy top. The tippy tuppy tip. Toddler tip. Uh, wow. Toddler tip. Toddler <laughs> tip. <laughs> it's all right. We'll edit that out. No, I won't. I'm leaving it in. We won't. It's staying in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tip is staying. Oh god. So when there's not a podcast uh, in a month's time, you know it's because me and Kim have been subsequently arrested uh, on criminal charges. Let me put on my police mode. No, I think we'll, the dad. Yeah, I think you'll find that we're putting on the police modes later. <laughs> yes, you are. You will. As in, I have a smart mode. Space a smart mode. Fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> it's not impossible with Eclipse Face stuff. You could put. You could get a fur coat and put it there. Which is a living animal piece of clothing. It's like a blanket of yeah, yeah, reptile okay. flesh. Not, not all we're here to discuss. <laughs> but campaigns. Yeah. Uh, I think letting go of a game is. I've been the guy that wants to leave the campaign in the split group. Yeah. I'm the one like Billy referenced that there was. Uh, the, the, talking about a campaign before yeah. where half the group wants to stay and half the group wants to leave. Yeah. I've been in the half that wants to leave, and from my own fucking high horse over here in the corner yeah. the people that want to leave usually have the right of it they've realised the natural end point they've realised when the campaign should well at end, least for them maybe. and it is the storyteller and the people that want to stay that are probably erroneous probably not dealing in absolutes here He's but uh, 
to, I am known to say these kinds of some things people because it supports my position. Some people as well that. can be. Some people <laughs> in, can enjoy their characters in spite of bad story. Yeah, this is what Kim touched on earlier as well. Like you can really like, and I know in some cases people really like playing the character. But and it's like this game is this game storytelling story. is terrible, but I really like this character, and I know that if we stop playing, I'm never going to play it again. So yeah. I'm just going to keep playing in this game that I don't like. And Which, I don't know how much, like I don't know if it's worth it in the end. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you probably just, not. Yeah. Yeah, because it's constant. I don't know. You you constantly be feeling that it could be so much better if you're in a good setting and I've not really been in this situation to be honest yeah. so well, the things that I want to do with the character are usually the things that govern how I how good how much I'm enjoying playing the character not how good I think the character is that's yeah. a completely different set of criteria well the yeah. partial overlap but it is a different set of criteria but in terms of enjoying the campaign it's real it's it's realizing the potential that I thought the character had in the campaign mm. Define, is is a large part of how much I actually enjoy playing that character and enjoy playing that campaign. And if the campaign is a bad setting, told badly, then it is difficult to realise the potential of your character in that setting and therefore I have less fun with the character. Yeah. Even if the character is well made, yeah. technically. It is structurally sound. Either, either, yeah. It is up to code. Either mechanically or conceptually. Yeah. Um... Uh, I feel like there's more I want to say about letting go of a campaign. There's, there's, there's more I want to say, but it's just like, oh, I'm going to hide in your cerebral cortex. Yeah, it's difficult to it's, it's difficult to articulate yeah. some of these sentiments, like because you got to consider it from the player's perspective, you got to consider it from the GM's perspective. Uh, I think that that as a role playing group that we're part of, we've actually been constructing a lot of what Raymond touched on before in terms of set campaign lengths to avoid... Well, because it started yeah. as an organisational thing. We had to do that because there was only enough... We had enough players for a group uh, and we had enough time for maybe two games a week at most. Normally two games a fortnight. Uh which meant that we had like these huge schedules of okay when I end my campaign you can start yours on my date and then when that ends you can start this thankfully I have grown our numbers uh, and some other people as well have uh, added in new people that play um, Sandra got back into it and Liam so on, and as well Liam joined uh, yeah, introducing people to games and whatnot allowed us to get to a point where now I don't even consider what other people are running in terms of schedule. I'm just like, who wants to play in this? And when are you free? Uh, I need three players. And then I just go with it because I, yeah, I, I don't... I am not built of patience, so... This is true. I'm not prepared to wait three years to run a game <laughs> that I probably won't be interested in when three years comes around. Yeah. Um, you got letting go of the idea. Yeah, letting well. go. That, that, that could fold into campaign brain crack or yeah. character brain crack. Um, Which actually, when setting up campaigns that I've been running, yeah. I think about the... I do it in the same way that I'd actually... I'd, I play a lot of music. 
in a lot of bands setting up a gig I'd actually start a new project like oh. a new band yeah I'd just be like okay I've got this idea who do I think is going to be mo- is going to be best yeah. suited to playing this and you actually think about not technical skill most like but that comes into it but also mindset uh, yeah mindset uh, who is going to e- be able to egos yeah. how yeah. people are going to yeah. click what they're into egos. Those, those, those sorts of things yeah. so when I was so, so when I did uh, Arcanum Quest yeah. I actually had people picked out that I wanted to play in yeah. that game yeah. and I hope that they wanted to play in that game too I was like I want you guys I want you guys in the campaign because I think this would be really good for you yeah so like and I wouldn't it, ask Caitlin to play Eclipse Phase because I know she's not going to want to and, and, and it would be really fun that kind of way so thinking about but but it, but specifically down to people just yeah. be like okay this is the campaign that I want to run I want four players and I want those four players yeah. to be blah blah and blah Blah. Mm. There we go. Four blahs. Yeah, I don't. I'm. 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 A, a, I could go on a tangent about organisation, but I'm. Yeah, not. we totally could. Anyway, so <laughs> I think maybe at a subconscious level that actually influences the length of the campaign because if you've got four, like if you're designing play, campaigns for players, like yeah. you design a campaign and then you think these four people would be really good in it. Maybe that actually provides a natural endpoint because you've got mm. four that you've got the four right people in the campaign. I mean, I look at generally look at all campaigns as stories, so I see it as the same. Well, you structure. should structure as a story. So yeah. I want a so beginning, I mean, a middle, and end. Space is a bit of an exceptionist, but I normally I'm, I'm all, in a game I run or a game I want to be in. I'm looking for uh, you know something. You got your stuff, then there's a hook that sort of builds. Yeah. Uh, there's a climax, and then it, it finishes. You've told your story. Yeah. And once you get past that point, it's time to yeah. you know um, something that. We that I've been trying to work out how to st- how to have this conversation, but it hasn't really come to me. So I'm just gonna just barrel. Get it out. Just, just gonna barrel on through it. Make words. We have someone that is not so much attached to their campaigns, but attached, attached to running. Attached to running. They love running, even though they could run better. Um, I mean, you should always be refining your skills. Does everyone know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good. Just clarifying, we're on the same page. Um. And I, I, I'm wondering what what we think about this idea. Like, is there how how do we approach this? How do you get someone that is obsessed with running and or obsessed even just obsessed with a thing? Um, I've heard it broad. I've actually heard Adam Savage talk about how he loves editing, but is a bad editor. And, there, and that is why he doesn't do editor work. Like, he edits his own little films and things like that. But he doesn't think that he can do that professionally. Like, he realises his limitations and whatnot. Uh, it's kind of like that. Like I think that's the key. Yeah. It's just like, you don't try and... You can't force anything. There's a reason I am not running... Uh, Knights Black Agents. Which is about being spice. Yeah, there's... There's not much that you can do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, except I don't know. although also so the self awareness, as Kim says, but yeah. also if there's no handbrake, so to speak, from the individual in question, then eventually uh, the laws of physics will catch up with them in the sense that the laws like, of social physics people will be less and less keen to go in these games, which yeah. is kind of actually where I think we are now. I mean, honest. I bailed early on that train. Yeah. I bailed a little um, too enthusiastically. 
So it'll get slowed down from that respect. Yeah, I, don't, I, I just thought that it was something that we should touch on. It didn't take as much time to touch on as I thought it would. Oh, well, I, I guess, might. I mean, like, it's, yeah, self-realization. So not even... Uh, I don't think that you should ever grow complacent in anything. No. Um, you should always be trying to do better uh, in everything, but specifically in storytelling. Like, And that doesn't mean every campaign is chock-a-block full of new ideas that you've never done before. But it might be, I want to do better uh, inter-player uh, emotional... Con- uh, inter-player conversations and things like that. So I include that in my game, but the rest of it is pretty stock standard to the way I run a game. Or I might want to do really complicated mass combat apart like that would be the only like new element like you can add in as many new elements to a game as you want but the point is you should be finding ways in your games to include things you haven't done before as sort of a way to develop that skill so like i ran a i i i have trouble doing games that are not uh, geared towards improvisation so I ran a fantasy game where I tried to have more structure to my games it actually kind of worked against me a little bit but Not having too much structure yeah what game was that that was Realms of Light so it had oh. too much overall story structure although the individual runs were still pretty loosey goosey um, cl- for Eclipse Phase when you're running a normal um, when you're n- running a system wide normal firewall campaign you need to have um planning skills because there is no way you can memorize all of the system content like mm-hmm. in terms of the solar system yeah. of because uh, there's all the moons of jupiter yeah, yeah the they all Saturn. have there's, entries there's, there's, in there's, books detailing the cultures yeah, and the Pluto, buildings there's, the there's mars luna there's Venus, all the gate crashing planets there's all the gate crashing planets there's the oh, potential of going down yeah to, there's scum swarms there's a whole bunch of different types of movements there's so you need everything. to structure your runs to get this back on track and yeah. letting go and tying into what you were saying before about uh wanting wanting to run not necessarily being the best how much do you think that other people should help someone to let go? How much do you do? You I think, think it depends on both of you. Should you be like, "Hey, man, maybe this isn't working out, and it's time for you to try something else"? In the most extreme Character example in game? our life, I think that the players in said game, yes, should bring it up. Like, um, if there's a GM that isn't letting go of a campaign, and, and no one, and, and dealing very badly with that. Um, even if the players are actually I think that even if the players are actually amenable to the idea of the campaign continuing yeah. but realise that it should end then they need to help the GM but I don't think that a player can help another player but I think that a that GM can help one. a player so I think it's got yeah. to do with okay. that player-GM relationship like if I'm playing character and Raymond's a playing character and he's fucking in love with this sexy goddess of a of, of an of, of, I don't fucking know yeah I'm confused Tris. Uh, yeah, that's you. You're in love with Tris. <laughs> um, I mean, she's hot, but she's just pixels. Yeah, what pixels? <laughs> what a what a set of pixels. It's a high definition pixel. When oh, I was young, smooth pixels. and intemperate, intemperate and lustful, 
as a teenager. What? Mean- I shut up, Billy. <laughs> I fell in love with a video game character. Anyway, you say young. You were like sixteen or seventeen. That was almost ten years ago. We're old, but not really. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm off to buy a Ferrari. Midlife crisis. Oh, midlife crisis. There's an interesting point about midlife crisis, but it's irrelevant. So, yes, whatever character Raymond is playing, and I'm playing in the same same campaign, we're both playing characters, I don't think that I could have much influence or that it is my place to go to him and say, hey... I don't think your character's working out that well. Do you want to maybe like change some things or consider about or consider letting it go? I mean, in along the conversation, I'm more tapped. But if I was the GM, yeah, and someone's character needs to be let go of for whatever reason, maybe yeah. it's mechanically dysfunctional. Maybe yeah, the maybe. GM actually does want to kill it for story reasons, but yeah. doesn't want to do it in an unprepared fashion. Yeah. So they've actually gone to talk to the player about it, whatever. Then I think that that is totally appropriate to actually encourage someone to let go of a character or help them let go of a character by talking them to it. And I think that the relationship goes the other way with I've the GM got, as well. Hold on, Playing sorry. characters can talk to the GM about letting go of a campaign. So what happens if Raymond's refusal to let go is affecting your character uh, directly. So maybe uh, he's obsessed with his character. Uh, then you talk to the GM and get a three-way conversation. Okay, that's the follow-up. Yeah, yep. you then talk to the GM. Yeah, yep. okay, that's the follow-up. So, um, yeah. In my mind, I mean, this is not. No, that makes sense. This is what I think. We've had um, linking to characters letting go. We've had um, a. We've had players that were so attached to their character that they didn't want them to die. Uh, which is, I mean, a reasonable emotion to have, but it's not the greatest for playing. It's something that you need to consider in yeah, your own role like, playing. If, if, like, yeah, anyway. if you find yourself in that situation, we, then you need to think about how you're actually approaching the hobby of role playing. This is almost we, something that sorry. really needs to be broken down and have its own. Well, we can. Well, we can always revisit yeah. a topic. Um, the this char- this person didn't want their character to die, and the GM actually kept sort of coddling their character almost. I need reference for this. It's uh, pretty sure it's Xandra in the first Pathfinder and the. Uh, and vampires. Um, It was... uh, Yeah. uh, I mean, he also did it with uh, Caitlin in that... Except that Caitlin wasn't afraid of having a character die. It's just for some reason he decided that if the character did die, Caitlin would react badly, which... Which resulted in Caitlin being the only person in that campaign that played one character. I played three or four. Vaughn played two. Xandra played two. One that died and then came back. Yeah, that's a that's to me that is the the fault of the storyteller. You should not yeah. call like you if you if you're that worried you talk yeah. to the player and you discuss this. Uh, but you should never you should never uh, go out of your way to protect a character from harm. I died in a Pathfinder game. My character died once. Uh, it was my first character. And I uh, there was I knew in advance of the run that it was a possibility, so I made another character uh, 
to get ready to go. Uh, it died. I started playing the new character, and then it, we, it, for some reason, shifted back to the other character, and I don't even remember why. Yeah, I don't even remember. Like I, I was, I had fine playing that character. I remember you being dissatisfied I... with uh, oh, because yeah, because I built it to do mounted combat, but we kept going into dungeons. But like my monk, <laughs> I had to say who was meant to disarm. Yeah, my monk, people. which is designed to fight humans, <laughs> so and well then we kept that. fighting monsters that didn't have weapons or hands or legs, or could fly, so I couldn't trip them. I or we're too far away. One exception to what you just said about characters oh, dying. Okay. If the GM screwed up, example, four times bashing damage for Warhammers. Oh, yeah, but okay. this was but not. A, this was yeah. not. We were in combat. No, no, the no, character no, no, died. No, no. Then they re- then was like, oh, that was a mistake. This was yeah. there were runs in I between. Know, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. But it, but like that's the only yeah. like. You said there are no reasons why a GM should try and protect a character from harm. I think that if you have interpreted a rule wrong or if you've screwed up and you're still in the same combat or you're in between runs or something and that yeah. that character may die, then that character should not die because you dealt a disproportionately large yeah. amount of damage. That's, to me, not protecting them from harm. That is correcting a, a mistake. mistake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to... Um, yeah, no. I there was another thing that, that I was going to bring up. Quick, bring it up. It's the thing. No, someone else go. I'll remember it in a minute. We don't have things. Was it lasers? No, it was to do with character design. Oh, no, no, it's almost there. God damn it. Characters. No, 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 don't do that. It's going to make it worse. I know. Uh, <laughs> lasers. You like lasers. Ah. 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 No, it's gone. Lost to the ages. All right. Well... In our tangential ramblings, oh my god! I hope that we surely worse than provided some kind of topic. enlightenment to someone about their game. All confused, the majority yeah. of people listening, or their character. But basically, the consensus is that in the way that is most situationally appropriate to you, we think that there are natural endpoints, and when you reach one, yeah. listen to it. Indeed. Takeaway re- tip: If you're doing, if you're continuing the thing just to continue the thing, maybe you should not be continuing the. Oh, thing. Oh, yeah, also, if you're continuing the thing just because you want to hang out with those people, maybe try talking to them about other social types of gathering. Yeah, yes. there's plenty of different types of... Yeah, I, I mean, I... Actually, I agree with that, 200%. I, I understand role-playing as a social activity, um, and it is part of the reason that you do it. But it doesn't allow it. you to chat, it, chat about the hot date that you went to exactly. on Monday night or something like that, or this awesome the, film that you've seen last weekend that the rest of your friends should actually all those see. Sweet, like, sweet all those sweet, sweet pixels. All those sweet, sweet pixels, exactly. Or this new rule, or this new... Yeah. We yeah. can't chat. Yeah. You're there we actually, to not be you. We actually recorded... Um, I recorded a Better Angels game recently. It's the one where I had to edit out the air conditioner noise, for those of you listening at home. Um... Hopefully there's not more than one of those. Ah, goddamn. And there was a point where the players were talking too much amongst themselves to the point where the player that I, the GM, was actually having the interaction with wouldn't have been able to be heard on our recording. It was like, I need you guys to stop talking. So was that an issue for recording or an issue of like you couldn't actually hear the person? Well, I was having trouble hearing the person and if it wasn't uh, a recording, I probably would have just persevered. But my point is, sometimes people can get carried away with tangent, tangential uh, talking. Um, 
It's more of a problem for me, obviously, because I record my games. Uh, but it can be a problem otherwise as well. Uh, just before we go, I just want to say, uh, at the time of recording this, we're trying to boost the numbers of listeners uh, and whatnot. Um, we've now got a Facebook page um, called Insert Quest Here. Uh, we can't do the square brackets on Facebook page names because Facebook is a cunt. Uh, so it's just Insert Quest Here. Um, it, when we get to 100 likes on the Facebook page or 100 subscri subscribers on WordPress or SoundCloud, we are going to do a special one-shot game where the listeners get to decide what the theme and or setting of the game is. I'll choose the system that best suits the setting, uh, but you you guys will be able to pick what that is. Um, so please share our podcasts, uh, talk to people about it. Also, if you do so, you will receive a free mental image of a couch. <laughs> Yes, you will be able to imagine in your own mind a couch. That is, uh, I am willing, I will even write up uh, colourful prose about the couch. It's a bit of mould. It's funny, right have we ever corner. done this? Oh no, you, we, when we were at Kim's, you yeah. two were on a couch. Yeah, when we were talking about... Um... We're currently all not sitting in couches and the first one was done at a table. Just to mess with you, the listener. <laughs> We've done this at three separate locations now. Three episodes, three locations. Maybe we'll have. Maybe we'll go to Billy's for the next maybe one. We should. Maybe we go to a park. We may. Oh, that'd be bad. Unless it was like the two a.m. Yeah, the deep of <laughs> night. We'll do it after and recording is Oh God, he's got a knife. Um, either the next episode or the episode after that, where probably we may be having a guest star with a guest topic. Um, I've got to get in contact with them about that. But yes, please share this around. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. I'm Kim. I'm Will. And you've been listening to The, the Crusading, Crusading Couch. Couch. Mental image. Men yes, of a couch, in fact. Uh, <laughs>